Hey everyone, can you believe August is over? I, I can't, I really cannot believe it's over. Uh, it makes me kind of sad when I think about it because that means winter, fall, all of it is just gonna start all over again and being in Iowa, I mean, that's like nine months out of the year, but I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna enjoy this nice, cool weather we're having. I just got home from a fun weekend with uh, celebrating my mom's birthday and my best friend Carolina's birthday. And little G is pissed off at me, so she's upstairs meowing because I was gone for a couple days. And now I'm back in the saddle, ready to wind down August with my Embrace the Hell Yeah conversation with you all. I've had a great month of podcasts. Kicked it off with Kim Bond, who is my lifelong dietitian friend from my beginning days as a as my preceptor and she's doing a lot of great things with nutrition support and just her expertise in that area and then I had Kyleen Bogdan who is that sports functional nutritionist slash dietitian who's just really kind of paving the way in such unique ways with our profession and sports nutrition I love that functional medicine functional nutrition aspect and it's something I'm very interested in myself so Definitely give her a follow and uh, see all the great things she's doing. And then I ended my month with Brittany Da Silva, who is a just a very inspiring person just in general. And she is a very inspiring dietitian and nutrition coach. Her military background has led her into so many different paths. And I think it was really meant for her to be a dietitian and doing the great things that she's doing. So you can also find her and follow her on social media and all the great things that she's working on and how she's helping other individuals. This past month, I just kind of, this time I'm going to talk a little bit about myself this month too. I've kind of been on this health journey lately, but in a much different way as far as uh, doing some different kind of doctoring and just kind of seeing if I'm doing okay in my midlife. And I actually went to a uh, physician who does a little bit more functional medicine and had some testing done, just kind of seeing some different labs and seeing if there's things that I should be paying attention to as I'm kind of getting older and things I can do to prevent some things as I age. And I also did some genetic testing, which I just did 23andMe a while ago, but I really started looking at it a little bit more in, intently and kind of seeing, you know, if there's some things I should be paying attention to that way. I know that's kind of a part of nutrition that's up and coming and there's lots of different groups and things and, you know, kits online and stuff that you can do that way to see a little bit more about your nutrition and if there is some GNA relation to your nutrition and your health which I think I do find interesting and I do think there is some uh, validity to it and how it could help some people in the future. And as dietitians, I mean, we all know the good basics of health and nutrition is, you know, eating balanced, watching your portion size, you know, consuming a lot of fruits and vegetables, high nutritive foods, that kind of stuff is a given. And we know that and we can help people with a lot of that. But there are some people I feel like do have some other things that maybe if we knew a little bit more about their health, their genetics, that we could maybe help them even further. And so I've kind of done a little test on myself and just kind of see, you know, what if I was one of those patients that had this genetic testing done and I came in to see a dietitian with these results, how 
would I utilize this as a registered dietitian to help clients? Because I've actually had that happen a couple of times. I've had a couple of people come to my office bringing me these results and saying, now what should I do? You know, can you help me? Can you interpret these results for me? And so I thought I better arm myself with some education and kind of do some things on my own. And so I did the 23andMe test and it doesn't tell you a ton of different health related things. It's very interesting to see like if you have some certain traits that you can kind of, you know, like, do I like cilantro and, and things like that. But one thing I did find out that I kind of raised some flags for me is that I do have two APO4 genes or LLs from both my mother's side and my father's side. And having those two types of genes puts me at a 50% risk of developing adult onset Alzheimer's. And so that kind of like was something that it really kind of made me think a little bit more about, oh, well, that's a pretty high percentage. So I kind of did a little, did some research and did some digging. And I actually follow uh, Dr. Rhonda Patrick, and I'm not for sure if you're familiar with her, but she does a lot of research. She's very educated in health and nutrition, and she's very health conscious herself. But she recently, in the past year, published a study about APO4 genes and using omega-3 fatty acid supplements, recommending ultimately a phospholipid base omega-3 fatty acid supplement to help with uh, the prevention of adult onset, adult onset Alzheimer's. And so I started kind of get reading more about her research, um, reading more about this APO3 or APO4, there's two of them, APO3 and APO4. APO4 are more likely to develop that Alzheimer's um, diagnosis. And so just with my own research, I'm figuring out that there's obviously a huge nutrition component to Alzheimer's, as well as sleep, which I'm working on, which I've talked about before, and then some other um, other flags or other markers that are definitely something to watch for. And so in my research, uh, I also realized I've had a concussion, which also increases my risk for uh, adult onset Alzheimer's. And then also having, I have the MTHFR gene, which kind of messes up with my methylation and my ability to produce new cells and healthy cells. And I, with all those things combined, I mean, granted, I would have never known about any of them if I wouldn't have had genetic testing done or if I wouldn't have had this functional medicine doctor do certain blood work to figure out, you know, if there's anything kind of happening with me. And I know that sounds like maybe a bunch of craziness, but I also think it's also important for me to know these things so I can start doing some actions to help improve or stop them from affecting my ability to age well. And so with the APO4 positivity, I started doing a phospholipid base supplement in Dr. Rhonda Patrick's um, research, very conclusive on those results to help with those amyloid um, cells in your brain. And then also with the MTHFR gene, I started doing a certain type of uh, supplementation to help correct that and to also include a lot more green leafy vegetables into my diet as much as possible. So I'm eating quite a bit of spinach every day, up to about four cups, and then doing some things that way with actual food. 
And then also working on my sleep as well. Definitely focusing on getting that minimum of seven hours of sleep, trying to get to eight hours of sleep and doing my part as well as exercising and then just eating a more plant-based, lots more fruits and vegetables. I was doing okay. I'm doing a little bit better. I could still do better, which I think it's a good message that dietitians are never perfect. But I guess my question to you and some food for thought in this podcast today is, have you done some genetic testing? Have you found out anything about your own personal health that has been interesting, that you've done something different? And do you think it's something that could benefit your practice? Do you think it's something that uh, is hurting your practice or could hurt our profession in some way? Or how do we fit into the landscape of interpreting these results for our patients, for ourselves, thinking if our patients were our family members, how would we help them differently if we knew some more information about our own genetics? Um, I guess I'm not very conclusive about, uh, I did a genome palette, which is a, a thing that you can upload your DNA results from 23andMe, and they'll give you this diet recommendations. And so I did that alongside my uh, 23andMe testing because I wanted to see what they would recommend versus what I was already doing, being a dietitian and knowing what to do. And there wasn't much difference. I didn't find it to be any more beneficial than actually going to see a registered dietitian. So I would never recommend someone sending their DNA 23andMe results to GenoPallet or something like that that's going to recommend a diet because you're going to get that same basic information from an actual registered dietitian. But the other side of it is maybe you find out that you have a methylation problem. Maybe you find out that you're, you know, you need some other type of vitamin and mineral that you don't you know, maybe you don't absorb vitamin D as well. There's also all of those types of interpretation available. I did actually, Dr. Rhonda Patrick has a, has it available on her website to upload your 23andMe broad data into her website for about $10. And I actually got a lot more out of her uh, recommendations because she explains things very scientifically. Um, the research behind it and she cites it in her results. So you can actually click on that link and you can go see the research yourself. And so I found that to be very interesting and very helpful. And I highly recommend her website is foundmyfitness.com. And you can, I really highly recommend going to check out her information, her podcast, just her research and her, um, everything's very science-based and I find it to be very valuable. And the results I got back from her completely made sense a little bit more to me of just some of my SNPs, some of my G DNA components and my gene components that I really need to focus more on a lower saturated fat diet based on some of my genes. So very generalization that I've gathered from some of her results. And then that APO4, very big in her, re in her results that she had put my DNA to. And then also my MTHFR. My methylation. So again, very consistent with kind of my 23andMe and very consistent with what my doctor was also recommending. So I'm currently in the process of kind of replacing uh, some things and rechecking my labs in October. So I'll have to get back to you a little bit more on the conclusivity of those results and how just tweaking my diet a little bit as well as that 
you know, gene kind of results that I'm following and changing my diet a little bit more too. So hopefully through this process, I can help some of my clients if they come in. And if you, I would love to know some feedback on your end as a dietitian or anyone that's interested in this type of stuff, you know, your experience. And if you have any recommendations or anything that you think is valuable as a professional in our field. So that's a lot for August. I know it's kind of crazy, but I have to say I'm feeling better. I'm feeling more positive about knowing more about my health and how I can, you know, age well and live a very long and happy life and be a dietitian for a very long and happy time. So hope you've all had a great summer. I will see you back in September. And as always, thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the podcast. It's been such a great experience hearing all the good feedback from all of you. And it just gives me so much joy to have you, have you listening to this great podcast. So thank you and talk soon.